successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM. And on KMBZ.com, I appreciate you joining us each and every week. And I appreciate you checking out our podcasts at GrillNationShow.com as well as iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Um, big show today. I want to first thank our supporters and sponsors of Grill Nation. Um, John Kenny Hertz with the Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm is a guest co-host and contributor. Andrew Bash from the Bash Group, he's a guest co-host and contributor, a real estate guy in town. Ryan Maybe from the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange and Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey is a guest co-host and contributor to Grill Nation. Danny Pfeiffer from Catalyst uh, Government Affairs, he is our political contributor to Grill Nation. And the Kansas City Power and Light District, uh, the folks over uh, there doing some great things with One Light and all the things happening with the Cordish Company. I want to thank them for supporting and sponsoring Grill Nation every week, and that's how we're able to bring this great show to you. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Appreciate you guys interacting with me on the Internet as well as at GrillNationShow.com. On today's show, we are going to start off talking about the brand new announced news. Uh, been Mike Burke, who is a uh, very uh, civic-minded Kansas City and is the man who put this all together. He is an attorney in Kansas City. I had the fortune, uh, great fortune to work with him uh, throughout the years when I was in the legislature and also have continued to remain in contact with Mike throughout the years since he uh, ran for mayor of Kansas City and all, all the great things he's done with entrepreneurship, tech companies, development, and municipal uh, law and real estate here in Kansas City. And he helped get the Kansas City Hotel Convention Hotel started many years ago and wanted to have him on the show to talk about the update on that as uh, an 800-room hotel has been announced recently. Going to have uh, Marco Rennick on to talk about the Slavic Fest in Sugar Creek. Great guy. He is from a uh, great marketing firm, Slavo Rennick, here in Kansas City. We're going to have him on to talk about the festival going on this weekend in Sugar Creek. Uh, in our third segment, we are going to have Bobby Birch, formerly with the Kansas City Business Journal, now with Startland News, to give us an update on what's happening in the startup world, as well as talk about Startland News, what it is, uh, his transition from the Kansas City Business Journal, where he covered tech, entrepreneurship, uh, mergers, and whatnot. And uh, it's going to be exciting to have him on to talk about updates in the tech and startup world and what is going on with Startland News. And then finally, it's kind of an entrepreneurial show today. We will have uh, Matthew Marcus and his team. They won a Startup Weekend. We were a sponsor of Startup Weekend here in Kansas City. One Minute Candidate was the winning team. I know Mayor James took part in that. A really cool little political uh, app and video that was produced over the weekend at Startup Weekend in Kansas City to kick off uh, Entrepreneurship Week here in Kansas City. So uh, very excited about today's show. Let's get started with our first segment today. We have Mike Burke, an attorney at the Burke Payne Law Firm, in on the phone actually today. Mike, how are you? Doing great, Jason. I'm glad, glad you have. It sounds like a very, very interesting show. I'll have to tune in. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike, first of all, tell our listeners about uh, how did this happen? This, this is the... The newly announced, I guess it was announced maybe about a, two, three weeks ago, the 800-room downtown convention center hotel. I know it was a long time in the making, and I know that you've been involved on it for quite a while. Just take us through kind of the, you know, how this actually happened in Kansas City. Uh, well, it, it's, it's been something the city has had on its agenda for the last 20 years um, and just ne never quite gotten in position where they had the right proposal in front of them. Um, I got involved and interested when I was on the, Convention Visitors Association board for a number of years and saw just uh, how we, we literally bled conventions. We, we were so close to so many conventions, but when they got down to it, they, they took a look, say, I like your city, I like the, like the uh, Sprint Arena, I like Bartle Hall, I like the Entertainment District. 
where do my people stay? And that's where we fell short. We just didn't have enough quality downtown hotel rooms to accommodate, um, you know, even moderate size uh, conventions. Um, so I, I got interested in it. Um, you know, there was an abortive uh, uh, RFP process six years ago. Uh, the city really had no finance plan that they could put forward. Uh, so a- after um, after the last uh, mayoral election, um, put together a group that I thought could do it. We went to the mayor, said, give us a chance. We think we can do it. There were also other groups doing the same thing. Uh, but we spent the last three years putting together a package that was uh, fair and workable on the city's uh, side and also uh, on, on the investor side. The city put down some very strict uh, guidelines on what they would and wouldn't do. Uh, first of all, they would not do any general fund guarantee of TIF bonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is is really the ghost of the Power and Light District where they did guarantee TIF bonds and have had to pay each year on those. Um, and and second, they they wanted uh, while they in, indicated they would put some cash in, they they uh, were limited in what they could put in and and fund solely from the convention and tourism tax. Uh, and that that's where we ended up. The city's putting in thirty five million which will be secured by bonds um, solely paid from the convention and tourism tax. There will be no general fund uh, money committed to this project. The city is also throwing in land at 16th and Baltimore. A combination of those and, and some other um, uh, ways we were able to save some money. Uh, we came up with a plan that's workable all around. Sounds like it, you know, and I think it's been uh, something we've needed for quite a while here in Kansas City to remain competitive with our neighbors and with people around the country. Mike, tell us about the location and the uh, choice of the location. I know you mentioned the city uh, threw in some of the land. Well, we we feel it, it's the right location. It's the block uh, bounded by uh, Truman Road to 16th on the south, um, Wyandotte to Baltimore. Um, it's, it's a whole city block, uh, three-fourths of it is owned by the city of Kansas City and is used as a surface parking lot. The rest is owned by the American Hereford Association. It is cat-a-corner from the Kauffman Center for the Performing Arts, and it is directly east and across the street from the Convention Center Ballroom, which uh, makes it very convenient uh, for uh, people staying at the hotel to walk uh, Undercover, um, directly across the street to uh, to the ballroom and convention center. It, it will be truly the, the the first hotel that's directly connected to the convention center, uh, where people can can easily go from one one place to another. Well, Mike, we're going to have uh, Ronnie Bird on the show in a couple of weeks. He's been on before when he was uh, when he came to Kansas City and, and, and started running Visit KC. Why? What does this really mean for the city once this is finished uh, and having an 800-room hotel in our city? Well, it, it, it's it's a game changer when, when you when you consider the last convention center hotel was built in 1985, um, and we have not updated uh, our product in a long time. I think it's I think it's it's truly going to. Uh, uh, energize our convention business. I know just in in the two weeks uh, since the announcement, uh, Ronnie Burt's had several dozen calls, um, in, including one that had eliminated Kansas City and now has put Kansas City back on the list. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it's getting a lot of play. Uh, unlike many cities where, you know, oftentimes they'll build a hotel but not have the, the convention and entertainment facilities, Kansas City has uh, with this new hotel, the complete package. Uh, it, it will be very attractive to meeting managers uh, where they can uh, have plenty of space to meet at Bartle and in our hotel, uh, places to stay and places uh, for entertainment. So it will be a very attractive uh, package. Mike, talk to us about, we're talking to Mike Burke about the downtown Kansas City Convention Hotel. He was the one who kind of put it all together and brought everyone together and, uh, on board. Tell us about the uh, the timeline for the project. Well, we uh, the city passed uh, an agreement, authorized an agreement, uh, that gives us 120 days exclusive to 
put pull the whole financing package uh, together during that time. We will be um, uh, going through the TIF uh, commission process. We will uh, be spending a lot of money on uh, design work, uh, uh, finalize our construction costs, uh, and then uh, go to the bankers uh, for for the issuance of bonds. So that's the process ahead of us. Assuming we get all through through that, close on our financing uh, sometime in the fall. Uh, we will uh, hope to stick a shovel in the ground early next year, 2018. I'm sorry, 2016, and be open in 2018. And that's it's a tight tight time frame, but it uh, it makes a great difference to this city and our convention business if we can get open in the spring of uh, of 2018. Yeah, for sure. And and by 2018 too, you got to think about all the all the people that will be living downtown too, with all the multifamily units going up. I know you've understand real estate development having more density too which will be pretty cool. I mean, I know a lot of that stuff's happening right now and will be continuing to happen in the next few years. So by 2018, you know, the downtown will have a completely different look to it, even more than it has today, which is exciting. Well, and I like this because this this uh, uh, kind of expands downtown into the Crossroads Arts District. It's uh, it's a uh, uh, going to be a um, truly uh, uh, marvelous view on the Kansas City skyline. Um, and it's, uh, it, you know, we haven't built any, you know, many, many uh, uh, skyline changers in a long time. Yeah, we need, we definitely need that. Hey, Mike, tell us about kind of what, what was kind of the hardest part so far on the, on this process. I know you've been been dealing with this and working on this for quite a long time. What what is what is kind of the hardest part uh, with putting all this together? Well, it, it was you know figuring out and helping the city figure out how they could. Uh, Finance this project or assist on this project, not finance, but assist on the project uh, without um, uh, using any general fund uh, debt guarantees. Mm-hmm. So that that was, uh, uh, you know, that that took some uh, some creative uh, financing for sure. You know, and it's uh, the the city's in a lot different position than it was, you know, even five to ten years ago when all the other stuff went in downtown. Um, you know, Mike, there's been some talk about the catering catering situation. Just kind of clear that up for us uh, and why that's important to have the hotel involved with that. Well, uh, as, as uh, we, we analyzed the, the Bartle Hall component, uh, it, it was apparent that the, the city was uh, literally leaving a lot of money on the table for its existing caterers. And they, they had eight that, that were split up. Uh, it, it's, it's not a... Um, system that is used generally at convention centers across the country. Uh, almost all the convention centers have a single sole source uh, catering contract. Um, the city realized that they could use the savings um, on, by doing a sole source and, and uh, help uh, help on the financing of the hotel without coming out of pocket um, for any, any additional cash. So uh, they were very supportive of it and uh, you know that's, uh, I think, going to result in in a more consistent uh, quality of food service in in uh, the ballroom at Bartle Hall. Sounds great. I know that that uh, that's going to be awesome. Hey, Mike, uh, appreciate you coming on Grill Nation today. Mike Burke, who's the man behind the 800 Room Downtown Convention Center Hotel. Is there anywhere we can uh, follow the follow along with the uh, progress of the hotel? Uh, yes, um, uh, we're. Um, we will have a sub, uh, a website um, uh, set up. I'll, I'll shoot that to you. I don't have it handy. Okay. I'll shoot, shoot that website to you. I'll definitely tweet that out, Mike. Appreciate you coming on the show today, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for the update on the hotel. Okay, fine. Thank you. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man. Yeah, yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it. Welcome easier. back to Grill Nation. This is Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM. Got a good friend in studio, a uh, marketing genius and a great Slavic dancer, if you will. Uh, Marco Rennick in studio to talk about the Sugar Creek Slavic Fest is in its uh, 30th year. Uh, it's going on June 5th and 6th this weekend. I'm excited about it. Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. 
So, so this is the 30th year. Tell us about kind of the history of the uh, the festival because I, I looked at your website. It's it's pretty interesting. I had no idea that this population had really kind of came into Sugar Creek and kind of taken over. Yeah, so it goes all the way back to the roots of Sugar Creek, which um, Sugar Creek started actually as a landing point, jumping off point for uh, travelers coming west for the westward expansion, uh, a landing on the Missouri River called Wayne City Landing. Um, and from there, they ran mule trains up to um, the Independence Square, which is the jumping off point of the three trails. The river shifted, so that kind of went away. Uh, but in the early 1900s, Standard Oil Company uh-huh. uh, opened up an oil refinery. Well, when you open up an oil refinery, you need people to come work. So we had this big influx of Slavic immigrants, which would be folks from uh, Slovakia, Croatia, um, you know, Eastern European countries, come in and work at the oil refineries, do the, the, the dirty, nasty work that other people didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, and so the, the town just developed up from that. So when the Slavic immigrants came, they brought all their customs. So uh, music, food, dance, and it was celebrated primarily at wedding receptions, you know, think big, long parties with, uh, sure. with lots of good food. Uh, so it, it got rekindled uh, by the parish there, the, the Slavic parish, um, St. Cyril's, um, in the 1980s, and they had a folk festival. It got so big, they just had to shut it down. So some folks uh, put pooled together all the different civic organizations, and in 1986 started the first Slavic festival. And that's it. Um, and that information about that is at slavicfest.com. Where is Sugar Creek, Mark, for our listeners who so don't know? So Sugar Creek is about seven miles uh, due east of Kansas City on the south bank of the Missouri River. Okay. Uh, so it runs kind of between 435 and, and 291. So Friday at starting at 5 o'clock, and then it goes through Saturday at 1030. Correct. Kind of take us through what we're going to experience here at Slavic Fest. I know there's a lot of food, art, da- music, dance. Um, we'll get into all those things, but take us kind of through the, the general uh, outlook of it. Yes. I know it's kin- kids-friendly, too. It is very kid-friendly um, and, and adult-friendly, if you like adult beverages. Um, so we'll start with, we'll start with food. Uh, so the food is traditional uh, sarma, which is a cabbage roll, lots of really good kielbasa. Um, they'll actually be – this is the Grill Nation show. So there'll be a, uh, the, the Croatian group grilling out rajnica, which is this wonderful pork kebab. Um, you'll, wow. you see lots of baked goods, povetes. Do you like nuts? I, I do like, nuts, do you like Mark? bread? I do. Yes. You'll, you'll like nut bread then, which is povetitsa. So, um, lots and lots of povetitsa around. So that's, that's the great side of, uh, so you, you'll have the food, have food and then you also have the desserts. Uh, yeah. And the desserts there's a lot too. of famous desserts, isn't there? Yeah. And there's a lot of homemade, uh, goods. The ladies still around St. Cyril Parish will, will bake goods that you can buy and, um, just delicious. So kolache and um, nut horns and povetits and you name it, they'll have it. So Talk then, to us about the, the dance. The dance. And, and the, well, actually, let's start with the music. You okay. have a Grammy Award winner or nominee, yep. right? Yep. Uh, so Alex Meixner is probably the best accordion player I've ever seen. He just he just rips it he, up. He was on The Tonight Show. Was he? Yeah, he was on uh, Jay Leno's Tonight Show back nice. in the early 2000s. Nice. I did my homework. You, you did your research, <laughs> yeah. So Alex had really, there was a great man that lived in uh, the Kansas City area, Don Lipovac, and, and Alex was a student of Don's. Yeah. And Don just, just passed away last year. Uh, but he just rips it up on the accordion. So think, I mean, he's got long hair, and he's whipping it around, and he's just getting the crowd into a frenzy. and <laughs> Um, it's pretty crazy. He's just dripping sweat by the end of the night. Uh, so he'll be, he'll be playing. He's our headliner. We also have, uh, the traditional uh, music, which is tamboritza, uh, which is a stringed, uh, instrument group. So there's a group from Sugar Creek. Uh, there's a couple groups from Kansas City, Kansas, uh, Hrvatsko, Obachai, and, uh, Kolograd, and we'll be mixing those into the, to the, uh, and then you're also, um, I, I read somewhere you're also going to have some sort of an art going on, or there's art there, right? Um, there's a there's a display of display, art, yeah, yeah, of artifacts, stuff from the festival, um, and actually from the different Slavic countries. So you can see hand painted co- stuff, yeah, you know, costumes, that kind of artistic, right? Yeah, costumes, costumes instruments, uh, just kind of get a touch of that. And then the dance, I'm expecting Ukrainian egg. Uh, there, there actually is. Yes, we have, <laughs> and though she she'll be making them there. Um, she does just beautifully painted Ukrainian egg, and then dancing. <laughs> Um, okay, and then, so, how good are you at the dance? Um, I know you guys had training and stuff, right? Yeah. Last so, year we talked about this, and you were, you were, yeah. you were, so you were talking about dance practice. So I grew up, <laughs> yeah, we grew up, I grew up playing in a tambourine, it's an orchestra, and we, and we did dances, and we do them at weddings and stuff, so we've kind of leveraged it off that. Um, 
you know, as I get older, we kind of turn that over to the younger guys. So I don't do the acrobatic kind of, you know, Russian style dancing that other people do. Um, but we've got a great kids group. There's probably 35 little kids that, um, will dance. And then a, an adult group that, um, has men and women. And a lot of, a lot of the, the people in the adult group, um, started as Colo kids cause it's been around for 30 years. So. That's true. Um, you're also having a, um, uh, King of Kabasa eating oh, yeah. contest. Yeah, tell us about that. So are, we, th- are we talking about like Nathan's hot dog type stuff, or no, we like so we're, we're we're eating like kabasa after kabasa? How's that work? This is a big link. I don't know, probably eighteen inches or more of of Polish sausage, and the first one to down it wins. Okay, uh, so think Rocky um, meets uh, you know <laughs> Nathan's hot dogs. We have ring girls, referees. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's a it's a big event, and so. Uh, Sean McKenzie's coming back. I think he has four titles. He's trying to go for his fifth. Uh, the previous Sausage King has retired. Um, Chris Soule, who's now the uh, police chief in Sugar Creek. Um, he retired, huh? He did. Uh, two years ago, we had some professional eaters come down from uh, uh, Nebraska. Oh, wow. A, a lady, and she, was the, she just dominated the men in the sausage eating contest. And that'll take place on, it looks like, on Friday. That's Friday. At 8.15. 8.15. So... Get a couple of beers and you go down there watch the uh, Cabasa eating contest. And if anybody wants to take on the Sausage King, you can go to our website and you can register for the contest. What are we there. talking here? Like how fast do they finish these? Uh, it's usually less than five minutes. Wow! So and one one year they they brought it down and they did not let it cool. So if you've ever bit, bitten into a hot sausage that has the the you know the smoking hot juices oh, in it. And so Sean, who won it, I think that might have been the first year he won it. Literally, <laughs> the inside of his mouth was scalded from oh, the hot sausage. Now, we've since improved our quality control, so that doesn't happen anymore. And now, you guys have also, the Slavic Fest also does a lot of good for Sugar Creek um, with, you know, with donations and whatnot. I know you guys have donated a lot of money uh, to help out with the infrastructure there and different parks and walkways and whatnot. Yeah, so we've donated, uh, getting close to 150000 over the years. Um, so... Uh, refrigerator units for the the main hall where the the um, things held we've donated uh money for the police department we just put in money to buy a rescue boat um, mm-hmm. because we sit on the on the on the river uh walking trails gazebos things like that so i think that's part of it the organizations in sugar creek the civic organizations optimus club eagles uh, moose lodge they all come together to help um and then part of that is we give money back to the, to the city so that's the way it should work right? yeah right it's right? A, you're, you're definitely a, a very civic-minded individual uh and then lastly uh before we, we get finished here uh admission is three dollars right uh yes. for for people for adults and then under or children under 12 is free correct wow and it's very for beer is really you, you won't pay a ballpark prices to get a beer um the food's really affordable um, so we try not we try not to price it out of you know having bringing your family down and having a really good time. So so that's the Slavic Festival, thirtieth year. Absolutely, check it out this weekend, Friday, June fifth, and Saturday, June sixth. Hopefully, we get some good weather. Slavicfest dot com has a great website, and there's all kinds of information on there. And my final question, Mark, is: Have you ever won a kibasa eating contest? I've never entered the kibasa because <laughs> I'm actually the I'm actually the MC. Okay, so I'm the Michael Buffer of the Slavic Festival <laughs> contest. So it would kind of violate my contract if I entered. Marco Rinnick, Salva Rinnick, in the Slavic Fest. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. You can tell everybody. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again. Connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show and at GrillNationShow.com. I want to thank all of our sponsors and supporters again for supporting Grill Nation. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far today. Uh, very interested in a, hear from our next guest. We've uh, we've had him on in the, our former life as the Entrepreneur KC Show for all those who have been with us for the last three years. Um, he formerly is with the Kansas City Business Journal, and so I was I found myself uh, connecting him to people or asking him to put a client in the Kansas City Business Journal or uh, <laughs> sending him emails and whatnot. Um, but he's uh, he's always been great to the show and a contributor, and and, and now has been doing some real exciting stuff in the startup world. Um, Bobby Birch is in studio, the editor in chief of Startland 
News. That's at www.startlandnews.com. Bobby, how are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming in. We've been trying to connect for a while. Uh, I know we met for coffee uh, about a month ago when you were kind of making the transition. How has that? How has that been so far? It's been great. You know, uh, community has really embraced me. Uh, I always was passionate about the startup community in Kansas City, and you know, happy to be here. Yeah, so tell us about that. So you were you were on the beat there for a while, but I felt you were talking about startups, technology, and also like a lot of corporation and merger type stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. So I, a lot of my time was focused on Sprint and some of the bigger tech players in Kansas City. I really found my passion, though, covering the smaller guys, the mm-hmm. early stage businesses in Kansas City, and uh, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, so <laughs> talk about that. So what what is Startland News? I mean... Um, you know, in the past, we've had various uh, websites devoted to different areas in, in in the country, obviously, when it comes to tech. But you guys are really Kansas City's now home base for this. Online. That's right. Yeah. So Startland News is a digital publication focusing on entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. innovation in Kansas City. We want to be that, that hometown team that's going to be telling the stories here. Uh, we really want to show that the, the startup community is more than just startups. It's educators, it's government, corporations, investors that that have long supported innovation in Kansas City. So we want to tell their stories, too. Okay, so when did you guys launch? We launched on May 4th. so what, About a month ago. Yeah, we're almost 30 days old. And what's the reception been like so far? It's been great. Yeah, I've been real fortunate to hear positive feedback, but also those in the community that just want to offer support and uh, how can they can help and, you know, really just kind of that classic storyline of Kansas City offering a hand, and uh, it's been great. And so... For you, I guess now, I guess technically you're, you're kind of in a startup, right? That's what right. has that transition been like from being from a, you know, coming from a, a publication to a, a web-based company? It, it's good. You know, there's a little bit of chaos inherent news, um, but it's been a great transition in general. Um, you know, never have launched a business or been with a few, uh, this small a team working on in a, a business and a news environment. So mm-hmm. it's been a great learning experience. Where are you guys working out of? I know you've, you've probably hit up a lot of coffee shops, but you have an office and whatnot. Yeah, we're in a village square, so that's in the startup village. Uh, also, Brand new spot, out. right? That's right. Yeah, it's a new co-working space in, uh, in the startup village and also going to be working at uh, Think Big Partners part-time as well. Are you really? Yeah, it's trying to stay connected with the the startup community. So, uh, so you're gonna be you're gonna be downtown and kind of in Startup Village. Yeah. So yeah. you can see what's happening downtown and where That's you right. are. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of great stories and think big. So you know, we want to keep our our hand on the pulse. It really is. And I, I I remember we had a meeting with them once when I was doing some PR stuff. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I was working that, yeah. with Think Big and, uh, and for about six months and uh, introduced you when you came onto the Business Journal and they were they were like, ah, he's a great dude. So I'm glad that's kind of funny how, how life kind of <laughs> circles around. So yeah. um, so you guys also have a lot of supporters, I, I've noticed, on your website, too. Yeah. Kind of helping with Startland News. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been really fortunate to, like I said, get so much feedback and support from the community. and been very fortunate to have that. Um, talk to me about what's going on right now. I know that recently there's been a study that came out about lack of funding curbs, early stage business growth in Kansas city. That was written by you. Talk to us about that story. That's, that's available at startlandnews.com. Um, what, what's going on with that? Yeah. So Casey SourceLink uh, recently published a study about, uh, funding and its availability in Kansas city. Um, that came out recently. Very yeah, recently. That, it was done in December, out, right? Yeah. That came out, uh, June 1st. Okay. Actually. So, uh, yeah, it's been a study that they thought was going to take them about a month, but it ended up being about a year. But basically, in their findings, they found that Kansas City is leaving millions of dollars on the table and that really we could be tapping into some more capital that could be growing our businesses and getting adding more jobs in the area. And, and talk to us about some of the money, how they're leaving that on the table. It looks like um, microfunding, mm-hmm. microloans, um, lack of equity funding for businesses in seed stages. You know, those are types of things we hear a lot about. Uh, what What do you think about all that stuff? Yeah, well, the, there's been a lacking of, of micro loan programs in Kansas City. Uh, also, just a, I guess, a lack of awareness really with with grant availability. Yeah, limited Kansas federal City. grants. For That's sure, right. right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but also, uh, really, there's been a pretty limited or inadequate connections between the investor community in Kansas City, which is something that they hope to alleviate. Uh, I know there's been kind of a call to action as of late uh, with that, so they're hoping to get more uh, 
angel investors coalesced and also uh, get more venture capitalists in the area to to come together. Yeah, and it's funny, the study I'm looking at right now, uh, it's at Kansas City ranked in 11th out of 14 comparable cities, Mm -hmm. pure cities, I guess you will, that included locales such as Denver, Austin, Nashville, and Indianapolis, $668.3 million in equity investments from 2009 to 2014. I mean, when mm-hmm. you compare that to Austin, which is definitely, it's like $4 billion, I oh, think. Yeah. Quite you a know, bit you know, We're in the Bs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of work to go on that on that avenue. That's definitely true. Uh, I believe St. Louis outranks us by about one or two spots. So there's cities that are smaller than the metro, uh, Kansas City metro, that, uh, that are outperforming us. And uh, there's certainly a lot of work to be done. This is one area where we are getting outperformed, but we are outperforming other communities in other areas, aren't we? That's absolutely true. I mean, despite this lack of funding, I think there's so many great success stories. And it seems like uh, every other week I'm seeing a story about Kansas City's uh, vibrant entrepreneurial community or startup community or why you should move here, how it's a tech hub. Um, and, you know, that's really despite... National this, news. Yeah, national news. National so, studies. Um, it, it's really kind of despite that, that lack of funding. So you kind of wonder what would we be like if we had some of that additional funds or those... And, and people are working to make that happen, right? That's true, yeah. Um, you have on your website different stories of people that actually have gotten funded lately. Yeah. Um, RFP 360, mm-hmm. 365. Is it 360 or 365? 365. <laughs> 365. Every day of the year. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, why do I say 360? Uh, Moblico, like, talk to us about yeah. some of that. I mean, they're getting large amounts of money. Yeah, yeah. RFP 365, I believe, is uh, 950. Moblico got about 900. And then also Rack Performance, they're a weightlifting technology company in Lenexa. Yeah, what is that? I saw that yeah, on the website. Yeah, so they built a platform that uh, allows coaches and weight trainers to uh, basically manage their teams in a more efficient fashion uh, with timers and uh, basically so that they can focus more on uh, technique and, and actually coaching their, their athletes. Interesting. Now, yeah. so so again, like the media, you, we're talking to Bobby Birch, who's the editor in chief of Startland News, StartlandNews.com. Um, everyone focuses on funding, right? right? I mean, I feel like you journalists <laughs> over there, like you get a story about someone getting money, it's like it always gets covered. But for sure, you're also covering different things at Startland News. It's not just all of the, you know, this company got funding, this company did this, this company did that. You're talking about you. You've addressed some failures of startups on there. I noticed uh, and interviewed their founders and talked to them about what works and what doesn't work, which yeah. I think is unique. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to give a comprehensive look and uh, an objective look at the startup world. And failure is certainly a part of that. And um, you know, acquainting people with the fact that failure is not necessarily always a negative thing. It's all it can be a learning experience. So. You know, that was really uh, in large part from what our readers wanted to hear, and that's something that we're very conscious of. We wanted to hear from our readers. We want your feedback. So uh, failure was something that they asked for, so we wanted to give that to them. Yeah, and you also have advice kind of columns. I yeah, that's right. From, like, contributors or those mm-hmm. just outside, like, entrepreneurs. And yeah, you know. we've had a – that's a part of the support piece that I was talking about. We have a, a great network of contributors, and we're trying to provide resources to, to startups to help them grow and to learn and entrepreneurs to help them learn and grow. And Which we have never seen really before. We've seen yeah. Q&As, mm-hmm. but this is truly like I, – I read one this morning about accounting advice That's for right. a startup or um, do you hire an independent contractor or an actual employee? How does that work? So yeah. You, so you got stories like that up um, that aren't just you know question and answers with mentors and whatnot. It's actually yeah. here's what you should – here's what we think. Yeah, yeah, we want to be kind of the, an ecosystem sort of news news source. And so we want to, like I said, be comp- com- comprehensive in that, uh, also adding resources to, to entrepreneurs. and you know. Well, I'm hoping we can get some sort of a media deal here uh, going, Bobby. That's going to talk to your, your yeah. CEO type people over there because <laughs> great. we need to have this radio show linked to the website at some yeah. point. Uh, I'd love to have you come on more often. Um, so Square Ups is doing some cool stuff too, aren't they? I'm, I've known those guys for a while and that's right remember when the jeff jeff, <laughs> jeff Rohr was coding on the way to, to south by southwest two three years ago in the bus yeah um <laughs> what's going on with them so they just scored a deal with rant uh rant is basically a media network of websites they i believe operate 15 or perhaps more websites but really that's gonna they they've created this partnership with rant that created rant offs and that'll put their product square offs their their uh pulling sort of platform in front of 
millions of people and uh, definitely some great exposure for them, certainly. Um, totally. Talk to me about Sprint, their accelerator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you, you, yeah some you, great maybe, news may, there. Maybe, maybe you're not covering all the Sprint <laughs> corporate news anymore. That's right. But you're covering what they're doing with their uh, accelerator there. Yeah, the accelerators. Uh, demo up. days. Is, yeah. uh, we've had people on demo days is this week. Yep. Um, what What's going on over there with their so companies? There, there's a, a load of great companies this year. A lot of consumer-facing brands, which is always, you know, people like to read about more that-oriented news, uh, I would say. Um, Ovatemp is one of my favorite ones. They're a, a fertility tracking um, platform. There's also, what is it, uh, Alkahoot, which is a breathalyzer for your smartphone, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, actually, uh, the the founder was telling me about a partnership, a pilot program that they had with uh, the Kansas City Police Department. So we'll see what comes out of that. But certainly a really cool piece of technology. I, I believe they also got a, the accelerator that has got a startup out of Israel this year. Um, I know they had a guy from uh, Sweden, from San Francisco. That's right. Or from Scandinavia. He was on the show last week. Was it? Okay. All right. Uh, with nice. First Term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so they're... There's a, just, yeah, there's a ton of great stories there as well, and uh, yeah, there's no shortage of sto- great stories in Kansas so City. That's you're why we're be covering <laughs> this week. Is um, we got what, what do we got this week? We have a big entrepreneurship week, don't we? Going yeah, on right now. One week, one KC. week, KC. Yeah, so you going be, to the Royals game? Tonight? You'll be at all the different events, won't you? Yeah, yeah. We covered Startup Weekend over uh, Startup Weekend. Our next Kansas interview City. on this show will be with Matthew Marcus, who uh, his there group we, won. There we he go. called me on the way to. Uh, I was up to going to Chicago this last week on a last second trip. Mm-hmm. Got four tickets to the Royals Cubs game for free, and I'm like, oh, I can't. Nice. I, I got to go to that, <laughs> right? I mean, it's Chicago. I have friends that live up there, and Absolutely. drove up there, and he's calling me in the middle, like, I need because I'm a former politician. He's like, I need some <laughs> advice, man. Hook it up. Who do I talk to? So we we decided. Um, we had a sponsorship with Startup Weekend to have um, to have him on the show today as the winner. Well, his so strategy be was the clearly next- very effective, <laughs> as you'll see. He'll be in our next segment. Um, what is the uh, uh, what is your best part of working for a startup right now? I mean, you, since you've started in Startland News, and what's your worst thing you've had to deal with so far? <laughs> well, the best, about thirty seconds. The best thing has been really the uh, the immersion in the community. I, I love this community and um, being able to learn some of the the colorful partners of it uh, has been really great. The worst thing. Uh, let's see. Hmm. A lot of long nights, I would say. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit used to that. But uh, it's still a, it's still a lot of fun. Awesome. Regardless. Bobby Birch, <laughs> Editor-in-Chief of Startland News. Check it out at startlandnews.com, your Kansas City's home for innovation news. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation, buddy, and we'll have you on again soon. All right, thanks a lot. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Appreciate you joining us for our last segment today on KMBZ Business Channel 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com. And appreciate all those folks that are listening on iTunes and uh, TuneIn Radio today, too. Uh, we've had a great show so far, but we've really saved our best for last. Uh, we have uh, Matthew Marcus, who is a longtime entrepreneurial Genius, I guess you would say, mentor, entrepreneurial guy, whatnot. He very kind. He words. took the very leap. He took of. the leap of faith this weekend, uh, last weekend, excuse me, and uh, trekked over to startup uh, startup weekend where uh, Grill Nation was a supporter, and so wanted to have him on the show along with his team. We have L.A. Caleb and Oliver, as well as Matthew Marcus from One Minute One Minute Candidate dot co. That's it. That's right. Um, they won the startup weekend. On one, during one week KC, welcome to the show, guys. Get close to your mic so we can hear you. Thanks. There Thanks. we go. We've got four people in the studio. This will look good on the website when I take a photo of you guys. Packing them in it's today. A good, good looking crowd. Um, <laughs> so tell us about the experience. What what? How did this all come together? Startup weekend. How'd you guys all figure it all out and get together? Why don't you start, Matthew? Sure. Uh, so I mean, startup weekend. I think this is where this was their twelfth one uh, in Kansas City. It's a national program. And for me personally, it's been on my bucket list, literally. I can't believe you hadn't done it yet. Well, because every time there was one, I was actually in a startup. All right. And the last thing you want to do is throw more work on your plate when you're already 14 hours. That frustrates your other co-founders. Yeah, they're not too happy (laughs) when you're splitting time between two things. So, um, so yeah, finally I was like, I'm in a good position to do this. I'm going to go down. I'm at least going to try Friday night, which is when the people gather and the pitches happen and then see what goes from there. And, you know, I pitched uh, the idea one minute candidate. 
didn't expect much from it, and people seemed to like it, and then mm-hmm. the rest is now history. And how did you guys get involved? Let's start with uh, L.A. over there. Last-minute deal. Um, at 4 o'clock, I decided I'd go down there for the weekend. And when Matthew stood up and was talking, pitching his idea, it was funny. I was like, oh, I need to get involved with him. I need to chat with him more. He needs to win. It was an inspiring pitch for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because I, when I was here last year, I got to vote for the first time. Most confusing thing ever, trying to figure out who stood for what. Right, right. Where are you from, L.A.? Uh, kind of all over. I spent time in Kansas City, but came in from Texas. Okay. Yeah, spent time in Colorado. Cool, cool. And what we got? We have uh, Caleb. Mm-hmm. How'd you get involved? Well, through through really school. I'm a grad student right now, and so they, they at, published. At UMKC? At UMKC. Okay. And, and so they publish just events and things going on, and I said, that's something I need to do. All right. And then how about you, Oliver? Yeah, I'm a grad student at Boston University and okay. uh, just started working at Sprint uh, for the next few months and uh, saw they were promoting the uh, Sprint Accelerator and then also One Week in KC that Matt is kind of hosting as well and we're uh, helping with. And yeah, saw the event going on and thought, I don't have anything going on this weekend. So might as well. And it turned out to be like the best experience ever. That's awesome. So you guys were down at Think Big, right? That's, right. That's where they had this. Um, what is it like for people that haven't done it before? Take us through like what we can expect at the next one. So it's essentially chaos in motion. Mm-hmm. For 48 plus hours, you go down there and it starts pretty chill, slow. People are networking, talking. Then the pitches begin and the pace picks up. And then the voting begins and the pace goes more. And then when the teams have or when the ideas have been selected, people stand up and they're literally going around trying to figure out what idea they're going to work on okay and so for me personally i wasn't mentally prepared for that moment mm-hmm. because actually la was the first one to come over and she pretty much said i'm going to be on your team <laughs> and i liked her tenacity and she literally pulled out her notebook and as other people came by she was writing down their name and we were talking about okay what are your skill sets and whatnot and so it was just the team formed okay and then the you know the next you know 48 hours or whatever it was was just the team worked so harmoniously together. It was magic. I mean, it was pure serendipity at work. So what is One Minute Candidate? Let's, uh, let's talk about the, uh, app, the program or the app or the website, whatever we got there. It's got all of the, the facets, doesn't it? It does. Um, so, yeah, essentially One Minute Candidate is a digital platform that allows political candidates to upload one and only one 60-second video. Okay. So, yeah. So one video. Yeah. One video, which essentially explains to millennials, which is they're largely absent from the polls because they're not even registered to vote. Right. To to register to vote and to vote for them. Okay. 60 seconds. No matter what. Anything they want to say. Anything they want to say. They want to spend all the seconds lambashing their other candidate. Great. You might have just you know tied up your own noose, but you can say whatever you want. <laughs> You're not a fan of negative campaigning. I am not Marcus? a fan at all. Mm-hmm. We, I have to admit, guys, I feel like I put a little bit of a hand in this This as, a, as an outside consultant. Matthew called me. I was on the road to Chicago. I think I was in Iowa somewhere for the uh, Cubs-Royals game last weekend. And uh, I love politics, obviously. So I was excited that, uh, that you guys were all forming a team. Now, what all strengths did uh, the rest of the teammates bring to the team, Matthew, when they came to you? How did this all happen? Okay, before I get to that, I do owe you a big thank you. Because you were the one who suggested I reach out to Diana Kander or Jason Kander. Right. I reached out to Diana Kander, and it just went from there. I mean, we spoke to eight different uh, political candidates slash campaign managers and got a lot of feedback from them. So thank, thank you. you. Thank yes, you, yes, sir. Yes, okay. Not only a sponsor, but helping <laughs> so, the winning yeah, team. Yeah, right, right. Okay. What did you guys – what, what were your strengths on the team? You, want, you can brag a little bit yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was crunching numbers. Okay. That's what I do in grad school and, and a lot of, lot of other things, just helping out really wherever anybody needed me. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, Oliver, I guess I was the presentation wizard uh, in business school. We have to give pitches all the time, and I've been working with PowerPoint and uh, actually gave a pitch for another startup, which was based around an optical reader for uh, blind people. Oh, wow. And so kind of used that template to uh, promote One Minute Candidate. And he actually won that. That's why he's here in Kansas City, because Sprint saw it. And so he's here for a few months to build this idea out at Sprint, Cool, which is awesome. Yep, with their innovation team. So I'm really excited. Very cool. Two really cool projects to work on. Very cool. In L.A.? Yeah, I think mine... You were the first person to go up to Matthew. <laughs> I may have stalked him a little bit. I uh, may have stalked some of the team members just to get them on our team, but that would be a strength. You know, I haven't gone to jail for it yet. So you're, um, you're, a, you're a salesperson? No, actually, I'm not. Sales okay. scare the daylights out of me, but um, 
I'm the one that kind of can sit back and generate ideas of how we're going to get it out there. Or um, so a little, you know, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of project management, and a lot of idea generation mm-hmm. on getting it out there. How we're going to get out in front of people. Okay. She kept the team on track. She did. Oh wow! Operation. <laughs> she, was, she was PM through and through, man. Project manager. I love it. Okay, so talk to me about uh, Mayor of Kansas City, Mayor Slide James. I. I, I told you some politicians, but I just felt like you guys already would would have Mayor Sly James in the book. He'll do about anything with tech, it seems like. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? I know that you got some press about that uh, recently. We did, yeah. It was he was up. the first adapter or user? Mm-hmm. He's our first yep. customer. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, we didn't even have the product yet. And he agreed, <laughs> and he agreed to it. That's it was, cool. It was awesome. So, yeah, just quickly how that came to be. Caleb, again, was at a um, uh, an event at UMKC where Mayor Sly James spoke to about 60 different millennials and undergrads and whatnot. And he basically said to them, look, the future is yours. You know, a lot of people fought and died in wars to give you the right to vote. You need to vote. Mm-hmm. So go vote. And um, so we said, you know, Caleb said we should reach out to him. So we tweeted at him. And we, I don't know if we ever heard anything back. You even emailed. I think. Yes, yes. We sent an email. We tweeted to him. I don't know if we heard back from there. But on Saturday morning, Herb C., who runs Think Big, was down there. He had heard about our idea. So I was chatting with him. He's like, hey, I understand you want to get connected to Mayor Sly James. I said, yeah. He's like, well, you want me to give him a call? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and so he pulls out his phone, speed dials him, says, hey, Mayor Sly James, it's Herb. Hate to bother you on a Saturday morning down here at Startup Weekend. We got a company that's in the works that I think you might be interested in. Would you be willing to listen to their pitch? He hands me the phone and says, you got 60 seconds. <laughs> uh, that's, that's ironic. Yeah, that's ironic, funny. exactly. I'm like, all right, here we go. So in 60 seconds, I told um, you know, Mayor Sly James what we were up to. He said he loved it, but he couldn't do anything without his campaign manager's blessings. So uh, he connected me with them. An hour later, I spoke to Larry, who's one of his campaign managers. Larry Jacob. Larry Jacob. And that's who I had coffee with the other day. There you go. Great guy. Yeah, he, yeah he's a great guy on the phone, at least. I haven't met him yet. But um, anyway, so he said, I like it. Uh, let's see what we can do. And four hours later, Mayor Sly James called me from his cell phone and said, what time do you want me down there Sunday to record this video? Yeah. Nice. So it was beautiful. So you guys did that before you presented. Right. So yeah. you had the mayor using the product. We had the mayor using the product. So that was product. kind of a slam dunk then. For yeah. The team. <laughs> In, In fact, voting. it was the finale of the presentation. Like we left it to the last and said, hey, our product's awesome, but don't take our word for it. Let's listen to our first customer. Boom. <laughs> played his, played, used one minute of our five-minute pitch to play his video. And it did it, did you, so how did this voting work? So then like everyone votes or in the room or how does that work? After your video presentation? Uh, there's a panel of judges. Okay. Yeah, they have four judges, and then uh, they listened to all the presentations, and then they kind of convened and mulled over it. And, yeah. What did the mayor um, – we'll have Oliver tell us. What did the mayor say in his video? He had Uh-oh. 60 seconds. What was his uh, pitch? Yeah, mayor basically said that you know he's running for office, but also uh, it's really about building, rebuilding our city and building Kansas City into one of the best cities in the country and inspiring voters to come out to really help change – and uh, come up with innovative ideas and, yeah, make a difference in the city by having people vote. Um, how many teams were there? Did you have eight, eight or nine? There were, yeah, eight teams. Eight teams. After, so there was 21 or 22 ideas pitched, eight teams formed, and, yeah, there was a first, second, and third place, and then, like, a crowd favorite. Interesting. And this is cool because it's not a political year yet. I mean, you have the mayor's race, obviously. You have city yeah. council races on June 23rd, but... Um, which actually fit perfect for our launch. We were kind of struggling a little bit. Um, I thought about, okay, we'll do a virtual launch and we'll do it prior to the election. And then we'll get really, we'll go down there where they're campaigning. And another um, friend of Matthews was like, Hey, wait a minute. I've got a friend that is live Casey and raucous caucus. And I mean, on the phone. So, you know, with our product, we didn't only go into the competition with, um, the product and an endorser, so to speak, in Mayor Sly. We also had an audience all of a sudden. We had access to a captive audience. So we'll be at Rockus Caucus too. We're going to launch. There. Eric Wolschlager will be on, on on the show next week. So we'll we'll definitely mention that in his interview too. Sweet. Um, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And you you know city council candidates are or you know are more maybe apt to talk to you at first too as a new company because they're like so close to you, right? That's right. It's not like you're going to Washington D.C. to like. Talk to a congressman. Well, here's here's what's interesting because we did market research when we were trying to figure out our pricing model. Yeah. And so every year there's over 850,000 political candidates run for office, right? Mm -hmm. But 95% of them are for local office, Mm -hmm. right? That's good. Yeah. So it uh, makes a lot of sense that they want this platform. For sure. 
Well, and, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Ella. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we're a direct channel. Those can't be, the candidates can get on there, do their video, and the the millennial group, which they're really struggling for, we can promote it to them, and it's they know exactly where to go. There's not a lot of noise around it. It mm-hmm. is exactly the message for 60 seconds that they want to hear. So the website is one numeric one. That's right. One minute candidate dot co. So when I go to this website, I'm either a voter or a candidate. That's it. That's exactly what you see on the home page. There's two buttons. I'm a voter. I'm a candidate. And you choose your direction. Hashtag know your vote. Hashtag know your vote. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, well, what's next, guys? I mean, how, do, how, how can our listeners help you guys? And um, what's the next step? I know you just got done last weekend with Startup Weekend. Um, very congrats again on, the, on winning. Appreciate it's not it. easy to do when there's eight teams and 22 ideas. But mm-hmm. where do we go from here? You know, we have the city council races, obviously. Um, and then next year is a big you know, obviously election year, mm-hmm. national election year. Yeah. I mean, you know, check out the website for sure. If you, you know, political candidates out there, contact us. Let's get your video up there. Uh, and 60 seconds only. 60 seconds only. It's all you get. 60 precious seconds. Right. Uh, and we'll be at Rockus Caucus and we're going to do 60 second videos for candidates. I mean, we're going to blow it out. We're going to do demos so they can be up on the site and it's not going to, I mean, we're going to do these first ones as a trial. Yeah, and we're going to bust our ass to get uh, everyone on board, all the candidates on board, so that uh, when you go out to vote on June 23rd at the mayoral election, basically you'll be able to have a one-minute video for every candidate so you understand exactly who you're voting for and uh, instead of just having to check the boxes randomly. Yeah, we definitely don't want that, do we? No. No. Me and Matthew have talked about the future at some point of voting. It would be nice one day if we can get your product in uh, the actual polling place. That'll be hard, though. But yes. we'll get there one day, maybe. Someday. Technology is, is, is slow to adapt in, in politics, but I think this is something that a politician can grasp. Uh, it's very easy to use and simple. Uh, and I think people like watching short videos. Like That's this, it. So. Smart idea. Thank you. Matthew, L.A., Caleb, and Oliver, the founders of OneMinuteCandidate.co. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Guys, thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Take care.